Finessing, I need me that money. Flexing, finessing, I need me that cash. We keep on running from Monday to Sunday. I hit the gas, watch your speed on the dash. I let our ice cream come from the cold. We got the heat if you think that you bad. We can't be wasting no time with these hoes. Cause they want the bag, this guy want the bag. Flexing, finessing, I need me that money. Flexing, finessing, I need me that cash. We keep on running from Monday to Sunday. I hit the gas, watch your speed on the dash. I let our ice cream come from the cold. We got the heat if you think that you bad. I can't be wasting no time with these hoes. They want the bag, this guy want the bag. Welcome back, welcome back to the Being Technical Podcast. I'm your host Aaron, while I'm just being honest. I do appreciate y'all for tuning in this week's episode. Hopefully everyone's having a great start to their week. Uh, hopefully everyone's out there striving to reach their goals or hit their goals or, whatever, or even making new goals, whatever the case may be. Hopefully everyone's out there going to get it. I do appreciate y'all for tuning in. Doesn't matter which platform you're listening to, you can check me out either on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and even Anchor app. Whatever platform you decide to stream me on, it does not matter as long as you are listening. It's so crazy that I'm already on episode four. I would have never thought I'd be on four episodes, but hey, I got more where that's coming from. Just keep, just stay tuned. They're only going to get better from here. Anyways, what I'd like to cover on this week's episode... We're going to cover a lot that's been going on with these NBA playoffs. I'll tell you what, these playoffs have definitely definitely exceeded my expectations. Great series, great competition. That's what we like to see NBA. About time. We're tired of seeing sweeps and five-game series. We finally, finally got some good, good series. But first, in other news, my Minnesota Vikings finally got Garrett Bradbury signed our last Rookie uh, draft pick to finally sign. First round pick, probably our most important one. And I was, at first when I read it, I was like, how did they get him signed when we didn't have any cap room? We, was, they were saying like his cap hit was going to be like, we needed like 2.3 million or something like that to get him signed. And we had like $600,000 left or whatever. And I was like, how, I don't know how they're going to pull this off. But they did, and come to find out, apparently they got uh, Eric Kendricks to restructure his contract, giving us some cap space to finally get him get Bradbury signed, which I was like, how did that happen? What they essentially did was they kind of broke down his contract where they essentially just gave him $2 million up front today. They just gave him. They they restructured from like four point five million. They spread that the other remaining two million dollars through like the next four years or not. And like I said, Slick Rick pulled it off, and also Rob Brzezinski somehow was able to get some cap space cleared up to get him signed to get Garrett Bradbury signed. I I might have to ask him. I might have to. Email the Vikings and ask them if they can do my taxes or something. Because somehow, they always find some extra money for people. Shoot, you can do my taxes. Somehow, they could probably get me an extra $5,000, in tax return. Probably not, but hey. They finally got it done, which looks to be... It looks like we're going to keep Kyle Rudolph on our squad, which I'm okay with. We do need another veteran. 
on our offense, it looks like they're going to be doing a lot of two tight end sets uh, with Irv and Kyle because we're kind of shaky on that third receiver. We don't know yet who that's going to be. So it looks like with the offense, they're going to be more more uh, creative with using Kyle and Irv. And I, I mean, Kyle, Kyle's a good dude. He's a good player. He, he doesn't drop the ball, I'll tell you that. So I have high, I have high hopes now. They brought the band back together, finally solidified the line, got Garrett Bradbury signed. Looks like Kyle going to stay. I'm just, I'm just happy that they were able to keep the band together. And we can finally move forward. Got the offensive line solidified. So shout out to my Minnesota Vikings, finally getting some things done. Had to get that off my chest, even though we still got like a couple months till camp. But hey, that was some good news. But back to what I want to talk about. Like I said, back to the NBA playoffs, man. They've been some good series. We had two game sevens. That was some exciting games. Uh, had the Blazers and the Nuggets. Went to seven. Blazers pulling that off, which I predicted was going was going to uh, get past the Nuggets. CJ McCollum came balled out. First, it was Dame Lillard in the first round. Second round, CJ McCollum showed up. Got to the Western Conference Finals. Which way are they going to play the Warriors? And, you know, they're going to be a problem. I'll tell you that. And the Nuggets, I mean, y'all had a good season. But, hey, y'all got a bright future ahead of y'all, Nuggets. Y'all going to get Michael Porter Jr. back in camp next year. Y'all add him to that squad. Ooh, the Nuggets going to be. And with Joker, with Jokic, they're going to be a problem in the future. So hold your head up, Nuggets. It's okay. You had a little learning experience. Um, went to seven in the second round. Y'all, your future only gets bright, barring any uh, catastrophic injuries or anything. I, I expect them to be back next year, right where they were. And the Sixers and the Raptors was a great series. That was the only one I got wrong. I'll admit it. I did have the Sixers. Uh, just And the only reason the Raptors essentially got by that series was... Kawhi, the claw, Leonard, he literally carried that team in that game seven. He shot the ball like 30, 39 times. It was like, I don't trust nobody else. I'm going to carry this team. And he willed him to victory. Hit that crazy ass shot. I'm like, how did that even bounce in? It bounced like, it sat on the rim and felt like for like three minutes. And it finally dropped. Kawhi had like 40, 40 some points, carried his team. Obviously, the rest of his team, which I expected, wasn't going to show up. Kyle Lowry, I'm not going to knock you. You made some key plays at the end. You did just enough to get by the Sixers. But the Sixers, y'all, y'all kind of had that game. Made some costly, costly turnovers toward the end. Bad shot clock violation. You guys kind of crumbled at the end. Embiid. Bro, you got to get healthy, bro. It seems like you always hurt, bro. You got to start drinking milk or start eating oranges or some vitamin C or something because you always sick or hurt. I know you played play through it. You just got to have to get, get motivated to get back in better shape next year. My problem is, though, Ben Simmons. Bro, how are you afraid to shoot a jump shot? You made it all the way to the NBA. NBA. Through your, how did you go... All the way into the pros, and you can't shoot. That's like the number one 
fundamental thing in basketball is shooting a basketball. And you out there in the pros making millions, and you don't even want to shoot a jump shot. No wonder Embiid can't do it. He gets double teamed because you can't shoot the ball. You got people guarding you from the free throw line. Like how? Man, you're going to have to lock yourself up in the gym and just shoot all day. I know you're young, you're 22, but bro, that's embarrassing watching you out there and you don't even want to shoot the ball. At least shoot some. Aren't you at least like, let me just try to shoot this ball if I'm this open. Like, come on, man. You're going to have to get better than that, man. I know it's trust the process, but Simmons... You need to process yourself a better shot, bro. You need to at least shoot a mid-range or something, bro. You can't just try to go to the cup every single time. It's not going to work. So, but if he can get a jump shot going, they're going to be something. They'll be a lot more dynamic if he can finally learn how to shoot. So, hey, I'll admit it. It's going to be a a great uh, long summer for y'all. So, Ben Simmons, just lock yourself in the gym, bro. Just lock yourself in the gym all day and just shoot basketball. Shoot basketballs all day. You should go to sleep with a basketball. You should have a basketball hoop in your house. You should have a basketball hoop in your bedroom. When you wake up, you shoot. When you brush your teeth, shoot shots. When you're making breakfast, hopefully you got a a hoop in your kitchen. Shoot jump shots in the kitchen or something. Do something, bro. Like, come on, man. Hopefully you get that straightened away. Once you get that, I think you're going to be an elite, dynamic star in this league once you can get a jump shot going. The Bucks and the Celtics, that was like the, the shortest series. That was like over in five. I thought it was going to be an interesting series when the Celtics stole game one, but right after that, they literally made every single shot in game one after from game two to game five. They couldn't make anything. They just looked like out of sync. Celtics, they just didn't seem like they wanted to play with each other anymore, especially Kyrie. Looked like he was mentally checked out. He was tired of playing with them. Rozier, Jalen Brown, they could tell they didn't like playing with him anymore. What happened to Jason Tatum, though? I don't even know what happened to him. It's like he was balling out last playoffs. Now, all of a sudden, he he was a no-show. But, of course, but I got to give credit where credit is due. The Bucks finished them off quickly, got rested watching the Raptors and the Sixers beat each other up while you're well rested of course Giannis the MVP carried the Bucks through the through the next round can we finally did that argument and finally admit Giannis is the MVP can they just hard just give him the award already I don't want to hear nothing about that and but who I'm disappointed in in this series that series was Kyrie this is what you asked for Kyrie you asked uh, to be traded from Cleveland because you wanted to run your own team. You didn't somehow didn't like playing with LeBron, even though y'all went to three straight finals, won a, won a championship, but all of a sudden you wanted to run your own team. You got your chance. Not only did you do that, you got put on a good team with the Celtics. And all of a sudden you found out the hard way that being the star, being the lead man on your own team, is harder than it looks. Like... And when you got traded, Cleveland still made the finals without you last year with LeBron. They still went to the finals. And even that same team you were with, the Celtics, you didn't play last year. 
And they were one game away from the NBA Finals. So they played your former team and your current team to go to the NBA Finals next year for, for a chance to play at the NBA Finals. And that should have kind of hurt a little bit. Like, oh, my two teams that I play for are in the uh, are playing for a chance in Game Seven last year to go to the NBA Finals. It ain't it ain't so sweet. It was. It's not like you were winning when you were in Cleveland, bro. You guys were in the lottery every year when you had your own team. LeBron comes back, and all of a sudden you guys are title contenders. Even the first year when LeBron came, you were hurt pretty much the whole year. So hey, pretty much went to the finals the first year without you. You come back to Game One, uh, that 2016 Finals. You get hurt. Uh, against Golden State, and LeBron still was able to will that team to take took Golden State to six games without you. But I will give you credit for the next year. You bounced back. You hit that clutch shot in Game Seven against the Warriors. So I mean, the dude Kyrie is a baller, but it you seem like you're more of a second fiddle, a one B than being the main guy. So if it's true that. You got your mind set up for New York? Hey, you got something coming. Because there's a difference between playing in Cleveland and playing alongside LeBron where he kind of took the pressure off so you were able to do everything and shoot freely without taking the criticism because LeBron took all the criticism for you. Then going to New York, you're going to the media capital of the world where you are going to be under a huge, huge microscope. I mean, you will be watched. That New York media... Does not play. You start acting up, you start having bad nights, that crowd will boo you. So, all I gotta say, be careful what you wish for because you essentially are gonna be considered the savior of the New York Knicks. So, if you do decide to go to New York, best of luck. Like I said, be careful what you wish for because you just might, it just might come true. So, all right, Kyrie, it's all on you now. This is a new segment I like to call the flagrant foul. Well, I take the time to really voice what I have to say because it just pissed me off. And finally, the Rockets and the Warriors series. Warriors, which I expected, finished off those frauds that are the Rockets in six. And they did it without Kevin Durant, essentially, for a game and a half. I'm so happy. I'm just... Get the Rockets out of my sight. That team is, I can't stand to watch them. James Harden. This one, you're going to have to eat this one, bro. You are honestly the biggest super fraud in the NBA. Because that series was handed to you on a silver platter. When Kevin Durant got hurt in the third quarter of what, game game five? It was a one-point game. That was, your, that was your chance to finally seize the moment because you were crying last year. Y'all were crying last year. If CP3 didn't get hurt, y'all would have went to the NBA Finals. So what happens? Karma finally works your way. Kevin Durant gets hurt. Now the Warriors are at their most. Now that's where they were. They were a wounded, essentially a wounded duck. And they were your prey. You had the series and a silver platter. And James Harden did exactly what I thought he would do. Disappear. Couldn't seize the moment. James Harden is, is like a magician. You ever watch 
like a magician, you know, like magic, you know, when he was like watching, you know, like David Blaine or Copperfield or whatever, you know, they woo you with all this illusion and you're like, oh my God. They start doing all these tricks and then what they do to end the show, wow, they disappear. That's who James Harden is. He disappears when the, when the lights are bright. The man had a chance to take the series over and what is he doing at game five? The man didn't even want the ball. He, I couldn't see him on the TV screen. He scores two points in the last eight minutes of the game. And the last two points, he gets a free layup because the, you know, the Rat Warriors let him lay the ball up so they can foul. And they win game five. Uh, then you guys had game six. They already ruled out Kevin Durant. You had a chance to beat them in game six. No Kevin Durant, force a game seven, and what does James Harden do at, toward the end of the game? He disappeared. You look at his stats, game six, you're like, wow, he, he did pretty good, 35 points. But where was he toward the end of the game? I, I, I didn't, when I was watching that last series, I was like, where, where was he? He started missing key free throws at the end. You can just tell. He just wanted no part of that game. When they, he just wanted no part of that. When the team needed him, he vanished. And the team stayed in. He missed. He's an 88% free throw shooter. All of a sudden, game six, the man misses three. He shot, what, 58% from the line in game six. Made crucial turnover, crucial offensive foul. And then they went into your building and they beat you. This is, this is like the third time he's been eliminated at home. It all started the series a few years ago with the Spurs. Kawhi Leonard hurts his ankle in game five. Had a chance to steal that series. He let Ginobili block him. Then he gets game six at home, and they get blown out by 30 against the Spurs team back in 20, 2017. No Kawhi Leonard. And y'all lost by 39 points at home, and he shot like two for 11 that game or something. And didn't want no part of that game. Then they come back the next year against the Warriors. Up 3-2. Sure, they lost game six. Then game seven, they go and miss like 27 threes. With James Harden's shot, was part of that 27 missed shots. Had the Warriors down double digits in that game seven. And of course, James Harden falls and chokes and disappears when it matters the most. You know what James Harden reminds me of? James Harden's like that actor who just just outperforms all of the pl- little medium local plays. Then he goes on tour and does more small venues. Does great. And everyone's like, oh my God, this guy's a great actor. He should, he should go on a bigger stage. And then when he finally goes to Broadway and he finally has to go to Hollywood where the lights are bright, he starts to forget his lines. He starts sweating. He starts stuttering. Doesn't remember what, he, what, what his skit was. That's who James Harden is. He's a small venue, a regular season player. He's a great player, great scorer, regular season player. Can give you 40 points in December against Phoenix and carry his team to victory. Score 50 straight points in January. And he gives you this illusion that he's a superstar that can carry a team he starts getting these MVP talks and then when the playoffs because I told everybody oh this is great wait till the playoffs comes 
because I know he's going to disappear. And what happens? Playoff time comes around, had his chance. The series was handed to him. They had the luck, the fortune to take over that series. And what do they do? They choke. James Harden's a fraud. Um, and Mike D'Antoni's a fraud. He's also, I can't stand him either because he's the, he's the perfect coach for James Harden. They can wow you with all these fun system, fun to watch, put up all these points. But when it comes down to crucial playoff games, they can't execute. They can't get a stop. They crumble. That's who, that's what it is. James Harden and Mike D'Antoni go hand in hand because they're both, both choke artists. Mike D'Antoni back in his day had Steve Nash. He had Amari Stoudemire there, a high-flying offense. Had a two-time MVP with Nash. But what happened in the playoffs? Couldn't beat the Spurs in a meaning in a, in a game six, a meaningful game. Crumbled at the end. Couldn't get over the hump. Did the same thing. Went to L.A. Had Kobe, had Nash, had Howard. And he couldn't win a playoff game. Granted, I'll give him a pass with that because Kobe did tear his Achilles on that year. That um, One of those seasons he was there. But he went to New York. Failed experiment. Went to the Rockets. Did the same thing he did with the Suns. It's like the Rockets remind me of the Suns. And it, they're just this high, fun team to watch. But when it's playoff basketball, when the games come down to single possessions, they have no rhythm, no game plan. They don't adjust. They keep doing the same things, regardless if they work or not. And they just become a stagnant team. Get the Rockets out of my sight. I don't want to see that team ever again. I don't ever want to hear James Harden in any elite superstar talk again. Because superstars are made. Great players make their legacy in the playoffs. And all sadly James Harden has become is a regular season player. I, I'm not even calling him James anymore. I'm just going to start calling him Jim. You're Jim from now on. Because that's what you do. You come, You fall short when it matters. If you guys don't know, James is just Jim is just a short way of saying James. And that's what he is to me. He's Jim Harden. Jim. You just come up short when it matters. I'm so glad the Rockets are on my site. We finally got the marquee matchups. We got Bucks and the Raptors. We get to see two great, great players go at it. Giannis and Kawhi for a chance to go to the NBA Finals. I'm really compelled with that series. And also, the Warriors and Blazers is going to be a very, very intriguing matchup. You got two of the most dynamic backcourts going at it for a chance to go to the NBA Finals. You got the Splash Brothers and Clay and Steph, three-time champ. They hold the title right now for the best tandem in the league. Now you got CJ and Dame. They are some, those two are some ballers, and they are a, a force to be reckoned with. So that one's going to be a fun series. I hope that one goes to seven because that's the one I'm honestly looking forward to. And I know, I know the Blazers had this one circled because I don't know if anybody remembered uh, the, uh, the podcast, I think, on uh, CJ's podcast. He had uh, Kevin Durant on there. And they were like talking back and forth and he was upset that KD went to uh, the Warriors and 
And, uh, and they were also upset that uh, Boogie Cousins signed there, too. And Kevin Durant was almost, like, clowning them, like, come on, bro. Come on, bro. Y'all don't think y'all going to make it to the championship. And he told him, don't worry about it, because CJ was like, no, I think we got a chance. We we were up there uh, top three seed. And KD was like, y'all just worry about y'all. Don't worry about what's at the top. So that one I can't wait. They finally meet. So KD, the Blazers, they want y'all. And it doesn't look like KD going to play the first two two games of this series because of his calf. Woo. That, that could be a problem because if the Blazers can steal one of these games in Oracle, we got ourselves a series and that could be a problem. So I am most intrigued with that series. KD was talking all that noise. And I know CJ remembers that podcast. I know he played it back after they after they finished off the Nuggets. They're going to get their chance at y'all. They're going to get y'all a chance with y'all. So I'm going to keep an eye on that series. That one I'm going to be more intrigued with depending on what KD, how KD's health is. Uh, Raptors, Bucks. I see the Bucks. I've been a, I've been on the Bucks bandwagon, pretty much from the end of the season to the playoffs because I really like their depth. They got a um, a backcourt with uh, Bledsoe. They finally got Brogdon back. They got Middleton, another All Star with Giannis. They got shooters in Miritic. Uh They got Lopez. They got that team is scary deep. So I just. I just don't think the Raptors have enough. They can't rely on. I mean, Kawhi could carry them against the Sixers, but he ain't gonna be able to carry them uh, to carry them to through the Bucks because that team is no joke. They're the deepest team in basketball. They are. They could easily win the NBA Finals this year, in my opinion, just because they look the strongest. And whew, the Bucks would be. That's the team I see coming out the East. But the Blazers and the Warriors. I'm gonna hold my prediction on that one until I find out. KD's help, and if Boogie comes back, if they can't come back, ooh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to see how the, that's how those games go. Then I'll make my prediction with that one. You know, kind of funny because uh, Steph and Seth actually get to go at it. Two brothers, I think they're like the first pair of brothers to play in a conference finals. I wonder who their uh, parent, uh, Curry parents are gonna be rooting for. It's like. They almost got to root for Seth. Come on, like, st- like Seth has almost been kind of like this journeyman player. And Steph got, like, three MB- two MVPs, three three NBA finals championships, three uh, MB- uh, titles. So it's like, it's almost like we want to see young Seth win, too. So that one's going to be kind of intriguing to watch, too. I want to see who who uh, the, the parents root for in that series. Oh, we'll see. What's also funny, it's like, uh, I noticed was like the two unsung heroes for their teams is uh, George Hill for the Bucks and uh, Rodney Hood for the Blazers. I'm sure LeBron is watching these playoffs like, where, where the fuck were these two when I needed y'all last year? Hood's out there stepping up for the Blazers, saved them a couple games against the Nuggets, and George Hill coming up big for the, uh, for the Bucks against the Celtics. I know LeBron got a low-key feel like, dang. I could have used y'all last year, and I had to carry that whole team that he watching them this year, because I know he watching the playoffs, because 
he got a lot of free time since his season ended a while ago. Like seeing George Hill and Rodney Hood step up, it's kind of funny. It's it's kind of funny. Those guys dropped like twenty points in a couple games, and they couldn't even make score more than five points when they were with the Cavs last year. So I know LeBron's low key a little salty about that, but it's okay. They finally stepped up. I think they finally found us two systems that fit their skill set, and there's not as much pressure to being part of LeBron's supporting cast. You aren't under, constantly under a microscope every single game. So they're, I feel like they were more, they're, they're more able to play freely knowing that they don't have that pressure of, if I miss this shot, I'm going to get ate up and chewed up by the media because it's going to be like, oh my God, LeBron didn't have help, which that's all they heard all offseason. So good to see George Hill and Rodney Hill finally stepping up and playing well to this playoffs. Anyways, that's my time. Buddy over there watching me. He been on my ass. He, he looked like he just want to kick me out. Anyways, like I said, you can check me out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, even the Anchor app. Like I said, it doesn't matter what, which platform you list, you choose as long as you're listening. Also, you can uh, at me and follow me on uh, Twitter at JustBeingAaron. Also, IG JustBeingAaron. Like I said, you want to check a brother out. Uh, let me know what y'all think. If you got any feedback for me, give me a holla. All right, dude. Damn. I'm leaving. Chill, bro. I'm leaving. Damn. I'm out. Technical foul, Wallace. He's gone. We got the heat if you think that you bad. I can't be wasting no time with these hoes. They want the bag just like I want the bag.